0: Uh, Newport has a very tight budget for the year to come and possibly the following years. Can you name anything specific in the budget that you would cut, and if not, is raising taxes a possibility?
1: I believe that the budget allows allocates, is it $100,000 a year to economic development? Is that correct? And as a prudent business person, I like to see what kind of return on investment we've got. As a former sales manager for a company in in the Twin Cities, I know that in order to market a product, it takes a certain kind of approach. If Newport is not being marketed properly, or if, as I said earlier, we simply don't have the property to market, I think that's $100,000 that needs to be looked at very seriously. And we've been told in the past that the code enforcement officer was a part-time position as a stepping stone to train people to go into the police officer line. Well, that past individual was there through two or three hirings of new police officers. It just seems to me that maybe that's a position that could be reevaluated also. It had started out as a part-time position, moved into a full-time position. That individual left. We've got another part-time person, I believe, in that position. seems to me that with, what, a 1,000 houses or so in, in Newport, that somebody could drive around in a week and do a pretty quick scan and see if things are looking kosher, looking good, looking looking reasonable, and then what do you do with all the rest of the time? Now there's also the issue of, in the middle of the summertime, when the grass wasn't growing, I'm just curious, what do all the people that work for the city in the maintenance department do? In the last couple of years, in the winters, when we've had very minimal snowfalls, what do all the people in the maintenance buildings do? What's being done up there? I think those are issues that could be looked at. I have some, some thoughts on that. I know that we've got people that drive fire trucks. They must be indemnified by the city. They must be certified operators. I'm wondering if it's not possible to have some kind of backup group to help with the snow plowing so we don't have to have full-time people. These are a couple of the things that I've thought about. And I'll pass the microphone.
0: Terry Johnson?
2: Uh, Well, I guess I won't. uh, I'm just going to go ahead and step on toes and uh, not. uh, I'm good at it. Uh, People have been catting around the subject, so I'll just come up and say it. Uh, raise taxes? No, I don't want to see taxes getting raised. Uh, there's no reason to raise taxes. Our taxes are plenty high enough. Uh, ways that ways that we can hold down our costs. Uh, yeah, city employees. We can put a freeze on their wages. We can put a freeze on increases on in, uh, retirements, stuff like that. We can, uh, you know, increase, uh, have them pay in a higher, uh, change the insurance. About amount and have them pay a little higher um, co-pay. I, I mean, I hate to say that stuff, but I've been there. I've, I've gone to Gauntlet with uh, various jobs and had to do that stuff myself. It happens. Are we going to save this town? Yeah. I, it, it, if I'm going to take and tell you that I don't want you paying any more taxes, that means i got to step somewhere hard, and that would be one of the places that needs to be done. Are there other avenues that can be done? Yes, Absolutely. Am I ready to address those right now? No. But if I get in, then I will address them at that point.
3: Stephen Lance?
4: I'm kind of with Terry here. There's a lot that needs to be looked at. Um, police department, maintenance, and, and uh, I don't know. I've heard a lot of stories, maybe the police, um, that the police department overlaps two to four hours in between shifts. Why? I don't know. I live right next to the police department. Their squad car never move, moves, so I'd like to know what they're doing because it sure ain't burning gas. Um, I kind of looked at the books about a month ago to kind of see what was going on, and it kind of astounded me to see that the uh, there's actually two parts um, in the in the maintenance department, and it kind of floored me to figure that out. There's a maintenance side, and then there's the park and recreation side. The maintenance side had a budget of, $250,000, and the park and rec department was about 100 and some odd thousand dollars. And that was for their personnel services, and I'm like, where do you get 100 and some odd thousand dollars for the park and rec department? I don't quite understand that one right there. And it doesn't make a lot of sense. in the police department, I mean, if they're overlapping, there's no reason for that either. We do not have the amount of people that need to have two police officers on at any one time. If they overlap 15-20 minutes, let you know what happened during the day, get the heck out. I mean, there's no reason for it. I mean, if we're going to be paying these people that much overtime, the police department, there's something seriously needs to be looked at. And I think that would be a good place to start because from, it's hard to I've, I've heard a lot of bad stories about the police department. I'd like to be able to look into it a little bit more. But without looking at timetables and their schedules and how much they make and who's working what hours, it's hard to get things nitpicky. But a lot of it maybe, I don't know, that's about all I have say right now.
1: Tom Ingeman?
4: Uh, no, I, I
5: don't plan on increasing taxes, but from historically speaking, having been on the council in the 90s, I do know that at times this is a bare bones budget. There is not a whole lot of fat in the budget. However, there is some areas that can be trimmed. Now, an expense that I know that's going to come up, that I don't think has been addressed, is the 800 megahertz for the police department. As far as I know, they have not gone out and acquired any kind of grant to help them pay for their equipment. The fire department did. The fire department went out and as part of a million-dollar grant from the federal government to assist in paying for the 800 megahertz equipment. Whether the cops like it or not, their county is going to change to 800 megahertz next year. Now, the fire department has their equipment. The police department, as far as I know, has nothing. Are they going to use a can and a long string to, to get calls from the county? If you ask the police department about it, they shake their shoulders and say, I don't know. It would be darn interesting to find out when they plan on, unless you guys got extra cash, you're going you're gonna to give them, and I don't think you do, because I don't think it's been planned out. And there's going to be an expense because the county is going to charge every user in the counter $300 per unit to use the 800 megahertz system. All right? in Ramsey County cost $10 per unit. Okay? Hennepin County, I think, is like 50 bucks a unit. Washington County decided they weren't going to spend any of their money. They're going to have the cities pay for all the money. So we have the benefit of being provided An unfunded mandate from the county to have communications with the county. Okay? So whether you like it or not, your public safety, police and fire, costs are going to go up substantially from what they have been. And in Newport, for the police department, is going to go up even more because I don't believe they've gone out and checked for any grants at all. Now, it may be uh, possible to trim some of the budget, freeze the salaries, that would be great. I mean, public sector is suffering. Uh, public sector is going to have to suffer a little bit too. Uh, our cops are paid better than St. Paul. Hmm, maybe something to be looked at, eh? I mean, it's an idea, but think about it. You're into budget time now. It's crunch time. you got to come up with a budget before the end of the year. There is possibilities of some cutting, and it's going to be a bloodletting at times. I've gone through it, went through it five times. I don't like it, but it has to be done. But you have to provide the services for the public as well. You have to provide adequate water and sewer, place and fire. Okay? Those things you have to provide. Then there is the, the good gift of the unfunded mandates from the state. Now, the recent unfunded mandates from the county, these are all great. We should have more politicians higher up giving us unfunded mandates because we've got nothing else to do with our money except to spend it. I don't have any more to say. <laughs>
0: All right. Emily White. Um, well, I certainly don't want to raise taxes. Um, you know, as a single person, trying to pay the taxes on my house gets more and more difficult. Um, as school district taxes go up and county shares go up, Um, I certainly don't want to raise taxes either. It's not me raising everybody else's and not mine. I'm part of that. Um, I think there are some places that we can cut in the budget. Um, We've only had one budget workshop, which was probably a month ago now. Um, That was our first view of the budget or proposed budget. We talked about a few things. We talked about possible seal coating, you know, cutting that or stopping that for a year. Um, At that time, the gas was still, you know, close to $4 a gallon a month ago. Um, you know, so the thought was, if we put it off for a year, it's just going to increase that much more the following year. So I don't know. Eleven um, percent. I was. It 11, I think it was eleven percent of the increase this year was due to fuel costs, um, both for public works because of our additional property that we have to plow or um, or mow because of the the highway project. Um, but there's still some other things. We talked even about the summer rec program and how much that is being used, or possibly, you know, revamping that. Um, you know, we're a small city, and we have a big budget as far as I'm concerned, but as far as city budgets, it's probably not as obviously not as big as others, but there's certainly ways that we can look at and as we go through, you know line by line that we can cut. Barb Wilczek?
3: yeah as Emily said, we've only talked about the budget for this year once um and i've I've since gone through it quite thoroughly and and in looking at it, um, Tom's right, we run pretty bare bones I mean our employees are going to have a hundred dollar a month increase in their health insurance premium um that we can't help them with. Um, they're going to have to pick that up, I think. Um, it's those kind of things that are, uh, again, almost like the unfunded mandates. What what can we do? We keep looking for the best value in health insurance for our employees, and um, we just did that a couple years ago and saved them substantial amounts. But, uh, you know, it, just like all of ours, the health insurance is going through the rough. I was really disappointed that we were using in this first budget that we were taking so much out of our reserves or our our savings account. Um, I'm really uncomfortable doing that, and I'm not going to approve a budget that is coming using the reserves. I just can't do that. Um, Our tax rate has been going down. We aren't raising taxes this year. Your taxes will be going down. Um, and so, along with that, I want to make sure that we can get the budget balanced without using our reserves. There are several places that we can cut some stuff. There are some numbers out there that are like the fuel, for instance, that we've probably over-budgeted over because you just don't know what's going to happen. So we can kind of tweak the numbers a little bit. I think we can do it without raising taxes and without um, cutting services because I'm not at the point that I'm willing to start cutting employees or start cutting services because I think they're all very important. Does anyone want to respond? Respond or anyone else? All right, well, I think we've got time for one more question, it looks like. So
0: um, I will ask a question from a resident. Uh, David Hobbs submitted this question. What is one thing you would want to change and do differently than what has been done in the past, and what is the one thing that you would not want to change? Terry Johnson?
2: Well, my mind uh... let's see well something that's changed in the past is uh... let's 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 turn back the hands of time a little bit and go back to a levee that we have here in newport that was built illegally from the get-go with an old house tore down pushed into it and built up um, should have never been there now we've been going through the years trying to do something with it uh, you know Corps of Ar- army corps of engineers and all that now we 're also possibly looking at probably trying to buy these people out of their houses to make a park out of it because we don 't want them getting flooded out we 've already bought one one house out off off of cedar lane that yellow house that sat down there, bought them out because their basement was always flooding out down there and that stuff and I, I you know stuff like that should have been corrected from the get go It should have never happened. We should have never allowed houses to be built down there i mean that was that 's a sinkhole it 's basically a sinkhole It should have never had anybody there. Uh, what can we do to correct it? You, we could probably try to pump millions of dollars into this levee to make it better and hope that it holds up and doesn't flood these houses out, which it's probably never going to happen. It, yeah. I, I'm from, I, Me, for one, I don't want to see pumping money into the levy. I mean, I, I'm sorry. Uh, it, it's, it's a waste of money. It's just I might as well throw my money in, into a garbage can and throw it into a fire and watch it burn because that's about how I see that levy is. Uh, and, and no disrespect towards the people that live there, by, by no means. Uh, but that uh, that's the only thing I can think of that needs to be corrected and changed and that we allowed to happen in the past that should have never happened.
3: Well, and what's the one thing that you would not change?
2: The one thing I wouldn't change... I wouldn't change the fact that when I built my house, when I bought my house in Newport in 96, when I I rebuilt the house in 2000 on Cedar Lane, because it's considered the old side of town, that I had to build a house that conformed to the style of houses down there, that I couldn't build something elaborate to make it look different than anybody else's. So I had to run it through the city council and have them approve the fact that Yes, your house looks like any of the houses down here. To me that was pretty cool that they want to keep all the houses at that area the same. Nothing to be changed, nothing like, you know, different than anything else. So I wouldn't I wouldn't change that. I mean that that kind of gives us our own little aspect, you know, of, of the whole hometown feel.
1: Stephen Lance?
4: Yeah, this is a good question. I've been here the young least amount of time, only eight years. Um the things that I've seen over the past eight years, though, um, the one thing that really bothers me the most, probably the two biggest things, um, the snow plowing, for one, it's atrocious. I mean, we're I live on one of the most important streets there is. It goes by the city hall, the police department, and goes directly to fire hall one. Okay, it never gets plowed until at least noon on a, after a snow day. Drives me nuts. I used when I I plow for the state of Minnesota. And I would come home at noon going, Great. I can come down Glen Road, I'll look to the left, it'll be clear as day because that's a county road. I'll look to the right and won't be touched. Guess what? It was never touched until at least two, three o'clock in the afternoon. What are these guys doing? That needs to be addressed. A snow priority needs to be addressed immediately, not later, immediately. We have to be able to get people in and out of the city um, and emergency vehicles, police, fire. We need to be able to get to these burning buildings or police or people that are having issues. We need to be able to get to them. The other thing that I would like to have changed is the winter parking ban. I think it's ridiculous. Why do we have a winter parking ban from October 1st to April 1st? No parking on the street from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. As far as I know, I've never seen a maintenance guy out there from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. ever. There's no snow on the ground. Why can't we park on the street? I've looked at some of the other cities that have the same kind of parking ban, and the only one that really makes sense is Bloomington's no parking on the street in excess of three inches of snow by the National Weather Service for the next 48 hours so that they can clear the road from sidewalk from curb to curb. That makes sense to me. Some of these people do not have um, driveways that are big enough or carports or whatever, lots that they can park their vehicles so they have to park on the street. I'm one of them. I only have a single lane lane. Single car garage, my wife has to park there and I park in the street all summer long. I'm happy with it, she's happy with it, it works out great for the both of us, so I don't have to move the car when I come home if we need to go somewhere. But at the middle of the night, I have to go move my car out of the street so that the dust bunnies can run run wild through the city street. I don't understand that one at all. I don't know when it was put into play. But it's something that I will definitely take a look at and fight for because I've talked to a few people and it really bothers me. As far as the things that I would never never change, it is, it's a small-town appeal. I mean, it's great. Everyone knows a lot of people and everyone knows everyone. And you can literally walk in the street anytime, any part of the day, and not have to feel like your life's in danger anywhere. And I think that's one of the greatest things about living in the city of Newport.
0: Tom Ingeman.
4: And
5: the question is, what would I change? I would have changed a lot of things over the 35 years that I've been here. But just recently, when Steve was talking about the levy, I have to agree with him. I don't see where the city needs to spend millions of dollars to save a few houses If I was living there, then I would be very concerned. But if I was living there, I would also have flood insurance. Now, if I don't have flood insurance and I'm living there, and it floods out, that's my fault. But I don't think the city needs to buy me out. I think it's a total waste of money for the few houses that are there. Now... Where should a lot of people spend their tax money to save a few houses? I don't think so. The levee was built a long time ago on an emergency basis. Then over the period of years, trees have grown in there, and it's gotten weak. That's to the point where, during a couple of floods, we put Jersey barriers up on top with sandbags to try to hold the water back. The water was seeping out of the bottom of the levee. There are some houses over there. The water just flows through their basement. Okay. Uh, it's got to the point where it's totally unsafe. If, if there's another big flood, they're going to be gone. But I don't think it's the city's problem to build a park. Okay? I would think the property owner, if he was smart enough, would sell the property and cut their losses and, and, and run. But I don't think the city needs to buy the property and turn it into a park. They should never have been there in the first place. It's a floodplain. You can buy flood insurance if you're going to live in a floodplain. But I don't think it's our problem to pay for your losses. That's one thing. What Would I not change? Man, a long time ago, I loved those stop and go lights on Highway 61. I thought that was the greatest thing there was. The problem was the funnel, and it's still the funnel bridge. They've been building these bridges for 10 years now. Nothing's really happened yet. There's still a funnel. Okay, uh, MnDOT does a marvelous job of moving traffic. I care less about what happens to the city. And it's quite obvious. They really don't care. Otherwise, they would have had this project done in 2007 when it was supposed to have been done. And that saved us a lot of money by putting the second bridge out for a build or for a rebid. I like Newport the way it was when I moved in here. It was a small town. I want it to be that way. I want I want My kids grew up in a small town. I want their kids to be able to grow up in a small town. Okay? I like what I got, and I don't want to change. I'm old, and I'm senile. Now it's going to be the headlines in the paper. Ingram says he's old and senile. No, I care about what I got, and I... I and like most people, they don't like to change okay and i and I see Newport as a small town where everybody gets along and I'm hoping that we can get there again,
0: Emily White, well, I guess what I would change is um I guess I'm I'm disappointed that um, I didn't know that businesses were upset. Um, And I truly swear on whatever that um, most of this I had never heard until last week. Um, You know, as far as the levy, the house that we did buy was actually more than, I think half of it was DNR money. Um, and as far as the levy doing anything to it, it's, we couldn't rebuild it if we wanted to because it's on private property, and that's certainly nothing we would ever do. Um, you know, we've been working with, we've worked with FEMA twice um, to try and come in and purchase some of that property, and we're not actually Talking about building a park there, what it would be is a passive park because it would become city land and it would be similar to the one in St. Paul Park. So that when it did flood, you know, there may be picnic tables there and that would be the extent of the park. Um, but as far as the levee, when that goes, it's going to go. And then FEMA will probably step in. But unfortunately, Katrina, and I can't remember what the other event was the two times that we talked about it. Um, as far as what I wouldn't change is similar to what Tom said. I've been here for 40 years. Um, I moved here when I was 18 and married my husband and moved into his grandmother's house. And um, it, it, I, I love being able to go to any business. Um, certainly a business that I would do business with. Um, I don't do business with some places, um, and not because I don't want to, it's just that a business I don't go to. Do um, uh, No, I don't do the tattoos. Um, but, you know, to be able to go in and be greeted by a business person by my first name, to go to the bank and see all these signs that you need ID with any transaction, I've never showed my ID there once because they know who I am. And to be able to see people at the Booyah and Pioneer Day or whatever whatever, and I've been a Girl Scout leader in Newport for 41 years, and to be able to see, like you said, you know, your kids grew up there and so on, to see these kids come back, girls, my girls as I call them, back with their own kids, that's what I really would never want to change, and um, I hope it stays for the city of Newport.
3: Barb Wilcha Well, as far as what I would want to change, I guess, you know, the levy is definitely one thing that it would have been nice if when the levy was put in there temporarily we would have taken it out afterwards like it was supposed to happen and we wouldn't have be in the mess we're in today but you know that was you know 40 years ago so you know what do you do <laughs> it seemed like a good idea at the time to just leave it there you know i take it down and so now unfortunately we're dealing with that um there are a couple things like the uh uh scrap yard junkyard in the middle of Of Seventh Avenue, that would have been kind of nice if that wasn't butting butting up against a residential neighborhood. Um, I don't. At the time, I know there were there were homes around there already, and it just you know now it's kind of a eyesore. And and, and Bill's done a great job recently trying to clean it up, and I really do appreciate that. I know a lot of people have made comments on that and do appreciate that, but. And as far as what I like, I too, this, this small town thing, it's just great. It's, it's so wonderful to have all these people that you know that you can talk to that that um, you can walk out on the street and you know you're safe and you don't have to worry about things like that. You can know when you're halfway to work and you realize you didn't lock your door this morning. You don't have to worry about it, you know. And things like that, that that happen in Newport, That it's just great to have that small town feeling and one thing I would like to see, and this is Katie McElwee-Stevens' pledge all the time, is more sidewalks. It would be great to be able to have more sidewalks. I don't know that it's ever going to happen, but I do like walking the trails. That, that um, makes it a little safer to walk, especially along like Hastings Avenue. Um, but, you know, a few more sidewalks would be kind of nice. Bill Sumner.
1: One thing I would not change, and it's one of the most quaint and beautiful aspects of Newport is the wonderful library that we have. It is absolutely the quintessential small-town feature of Newport. It would be nice to have more hours there, but the thought of having spent, what, $85,000 to renovate it, and then they're thinking about having a new library in the, the new city building, that's just inappropriate. It's a very charming building. What I would change is some of the money that I think has been misappropriately applied with the economic development. $100,000 a year for how many years? That is a terrible misappropriation. I would change that, and I would change the attitudes of the city that have caused the businesses to feel so isolated.
3: Well, thank you, everyone, for coming out. This has been a really interesting discussion, and I think all the listeners will agree. So thanks a lot. Thank you.